This is a Dece World production in association with Pants Pending Studios. They're not PC So if occasional foul language turns you off Then you have all been warned This is the call before the storm So cleaning up blood off cement's a nightmare No wonder people get caught for murders Get ready for the social hour Live from Dece World Studios in Spokane, Washington, this is The Social Hour. On today's show, musician Stevie Lynn. And now your host. He saw the new Top Gun this weekend, and that's the most sexually aroused he's been in a theater since Finding Nemo 2. Dees Casillas! Malab Keen, everyone. Welcome to the show. This is the Social Hour. I am Dees. Thanks for coming back for another episode, guys. I know we have been away for a couple weeks. I've been on the road uh, traveling, but we're back. I'm uh, going to try to get back on this weekly schedule. Uh, the next few months are a little crazy for me, but we're going to do our best to keep a monthly show or a week monthly. That's what we was a weekly show uh, for you. So keep checking on uh, the link. We'll have new episodes, new guests every week. Uh, and as always, go to deescomedy.com. Check out everything going on across the network. Uh, live dates. Uh, we do have the drinking debate at the Black Diamond coming tomorrow. Uh, there are some tickets left for that. So go get those today. Uh, also, if you're listening to this, uh, the day it comes out, I'll be in uh, Pullman, Washington tonight at Etsy Bravo. I uh, love going there, so go check that out. I know those shows always sell out, too, so get those tickets quick. And uh, I'm coming back to Texas, and uh, check out the website for all the dates. I'll be pretty much, if, you, if there's a city, and if you live in a city in Texas, I'll be near there. So go uh, get the tickets, find out where I'm going to be. Uh, it's all on the calendar. So that's it, guys. That's all the uh, promo we're doing up front. We're going to get right into it with our guest. Today's uh, guest is a musician among many other things, which we are going to talk about, I'm sure. Uh, Stevie Lynn. Stevie, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Very well, thank you. Thank, thank you for you. having me, by the way. Absolutely. Thank you for making some time to come do this. You have been very busy from the looks of things. <laughs> yes. uh, <laughs> that's kind of standard for me. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's good, though. At least you're, you're working. That's more than a lot of people could probably say yeah. right now. Um, so you are a musician, a singer, songwriter um you, you you play instruments i play instruments i play the piano and sometimes i get away with guitar but that's pretty rare that would be that is true you asked <laughs> that was a dumb question stevie showed up and asked me if she could bring her keyboard in we uh that would be really weird if you wanted to bring your keyboard but you don't play no You're i like, don't I play just, <laughs> i just stomp all over yeah, and i'm like pom, pom, pom. yeah it's my emotional support <laughs> keyboard i have to bring it everywhere i've got a doctor's note if you want to exactly. see it it's, i can bring it on a plane it doesn't take up another seat uh <laughs> um so you do play yeah keyboard I, I do play uh, the, piano I do play the keyboard that's where i write all my music all right um so 
let's uh, let's just get into it and talk uh, talk about you. Um, let's let's talk about your history first before we get into music. Okay. Um, you're are you from Spokane? Where no, are you from? No, I'm actually kind of half from Montana and half from Florida. So I was born in Orlando, raised there for wow. a third of my life, and then Montana for a third of my life, and then I've been here. So I've oh I've, man, yeah, you I've, really <laughs> got the you got you got you, that's like that is like the white trash trifecta right there. That is. Uh, <laughs> I know. I'm just bringing it all out. That's so, that's amazing. I had a little southern accent when I came back from Florida the second time I went down there, and I was like, "Good day, y'all. How you doing?" And <laughs> I didn't even know I had one until I came back to Montana and got made fun of. And oh, like, yeah. Then yeah. they their point. Yeah, and I was like, like "How can you guys make fun of Floridians and their accents?" You know, it was just do do Montanans have an accent? And no, it's more of a. It's more of a culture, like a draw, is. maybe yeah, or a something. Little, a little bit like slower, you know, chill. Yeah. I mean, they don't. We don't have a lot of like places to go. We can go ride our horses and go out in the mountains. And right. Yeah. Where Where in Montana uh, did you grow up? Bitter. Well, Bitterroot Valley. Oh, uh, Victor. Vic- Victor, Montana, no. with eight hundred people in it. <laughs> no kidding. Um, you know. I've been to Victor, Montana. Yeah. Uh, I actually played a show at a casino in Victor, Montana years ago. Wait, that little tiny one, the little taco. It's, it's, it's called like, um, is it the Murray? Bar, I, it changed. Or, or, it's, 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 it got bought out. I don't know what it is now. Yeah. It could fit about 12 and a half people. Yeah. There's like nobody yeah. in it. <laughs> It was uh, very interesting. Uh, it was a fun show, but I, I have no idea why they booked it because I. F- That's very odd. I've never seen live music there. Yeah, well, for, yeah, from the pictures of the in the uh, in the like online, I'm like, oh, this place looks pretty good size. Yeah, so I hit them up, <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we'd love to. And then I get there, I'm like, this is like a fire hazard with nine people in here. <laughs> you. Uh, <laughs> Did you see any goats in there? Uh, there were no oh. go- goats. Oh, I shouldn't say this. I there could have been goats. I didn't <laughs> see any goats, but I was I think I was still drinking at the time, so I'm probably like, let's just get hammered so and funny. roll through this. Yeah, that's actually where we used to get picked up. That was the spot we got picked up to go to school in Missoula. The bus would pick us up right there. Oh, wow. yes. you went to you went to school in Missoula. You a uh, Big Sky Sentinel with uh, no, I went, to, I went to Valley Christian for a year and a half and then i graduated early from homeschool actually i was like i can't i can't do this anymore. Oh, okay. i'm out like i want to graduate early i went to college at 17 i was like screw this wow nice yeah the uh that's so funny i actually lived in uh uh florence montana briefly florence, and yes. and stevensville and steve I, i've lived there too yeah the uh how how old are you i am 31 i just turned 31 oh, so you're younger than i am so i wouldn't have uh no crossover there no crossover. um <laughs> but uh yeah, that's so funny. What I a wondered. small world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, how did? How was it? Grow, you were born in Montana then? No, born in Orlando. Um, wow. And You're, then was I your, also... your parents fugitives? What's <laughs> happening in your life, Steve? Is that We've your been real... running for a long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just want to let it all out. The FBI is finally letting us free. Um, no, I uh, I mean, my both of my parents were from Florida, and then my mom actually saw, um, uh, was it The Horse Whisperer? And we moved within a year of seeing that movie. She's like, yep, we're out. We're moving. We're going to Montana. Horses. Yeah. And I was like, I thought, because I was, you know, as a kid, I was eight. And I was like, oh, so um, we have to sell our car right away because they're, the Montanans aren't going to know what to do with cars. We have to get some horses. <laughs> like, this is, so, they don't understand these My things. parents didn't understand. I was traumatized. We were driving into Montana. I saw the sign. I'm like, they're not going to understand. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we moved because of a movie. And uh, so then I 
And of course, within a couple of years, I had three horses. And oh, that's yeah. nice horses. That's a good life, at least. Oh, I loved it. That's that must have been such a cool. So for me to give you some contrast, like I. Uh, grew up in South Central LA and I am Latino. I grew up in a very large Mm -hmm. Latino family and like I didn't see white people until we moved (laughs) to Montana when I was like 14, 15 years old. And um, we moved from the east side of Long Beach, which is like I always tell people, it's not like the beach. It's like listen to Snoop Dogg's first music or first album. Uh, And then we moved to Florence, Montana. Yeah. (laughs) And at the time, (laughs) at the time, you know that one stoplight in Florence? That didn't exist when I, when we moved there. Yeah, there was the one stoplight and then the one, like, there's the one grocery store and the one gas station. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Gary and Leo. Shout out to Gary. (laughs) Fuck you, though, Leo. You piece of shit. You know what you did. Um, That's also where the murder took place. Did you know that? Yeah, actually. Across the street, the the two women? Yeah, actually, I knew her. Uh, Cindy. Yeah, her her husband, Jerry. um, I worked for them. At oh their at their farm in Steve in it was in, in, in a hidden valley off the east side highway. Wow! And I they well, I shouldn't call it a farm. It was like a small piece of property, and they had some horses, and they had some. Uh, like you know, I, I was like pulling, yeah, I was like pulling rocks out of this so they could yeah. pull, you know, just doing grunt shit. But I worked for him, um, and uh, he actually, my dad actually worked. He managed a car dealership that my dad worked at for a while too. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I knew Cindy very well. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's really, that must have been, how old were you when that happened? Um, I was probably, I don't know, 17, I'm going to say. Wow, that's, that's wild. Yeah, something like that. That was like one of the most brutal things that had happened in that area, like in Bitterroot Valley. They had no idea. The cops didn't know what to do. Yeah. Nobody knew what to do at the time. So. Yeah, there's some uh, speculation and probably more substantiated speculation because I uh, I, <laughs> I hung with a pretty unruly crowd um, that there was some uh, it might have been some retribution for a like some drug dealing gone awry really? and the other lady's son was like pretty tied up in some some gnarly shit um, and I, there's some speculation that it could have been like a hey well you know. You fucked with the wrong people. Oh, no. And I think Cindy just got caught. She just happened to be there, too. Uh, Were you still living there at the time? I was living in Montana. If you were living there, you and I were there at the same time. Um, I was was kind of in and out of Montana at that time. Like, I would come back semi-regularly. I was in L.A. for a while, and I'd come back here. So I, I over Montana. So I was like kind of, kind of living there. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's a crazy connection though. Yeah. yeah. How interesting. Cause I always wondered what had happened in that circumstance. I mean, I remember driving by all the time going up to Missoula and yeah. like, what? It was world? a, yeah, it was right by the post office there. Yeah. And, uh, it was a hair salon. Yes. Yeah. The hair salon right yeah. on the corner. Yeah. My parents actually don't live far from there still. To really? this day, yeah, yeah, they they don't live that far from there still. My dad's over there in, in Victor. I just got back from Montana uh, Monday night. So, oh wow! Yeah, so like we'll that's have crazy. to go over and visit family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so crazy. I know that's uh, yeah, they, uh, yeah. There probably could have been crossover then because I was definitely cool. up and down that valley a lot for like a decade, um, and spent a lot of time in Missoula too. Yeah. Uh, 
Missoula is where I worked. I my first um, job was in Darby. I was twelve, and okay. then I worked. I was I, everywhere I went. I was the youngest person wherever I went. Like <laughs> Col- I showed up. College, I'm like everywhere. I'm twelve. I'm like hi. I got me a job. Here's my resume. <laughs> and she's like, "There's nothing on." It. I'm like, "I know, but you can put your name down." Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so, and then I I worked in Missoula um, for my dad. Uh, well, I should say my dad worked at Allegiance Benefits. And it was an insurance insurance company. He did okay. all the IT stuff. So then I I applied, and I was 16. And it was funny because I was like the youngest person that walked in. And I'm like, I uh, I am you know Stephen's daughter, Stevie. <laughs> so like you know, I'm all that kind of thing. I really wasn't, but it was it was just pretty cool to be able to be the youngest person in this huge company. Yeah, so, that's yeah. crazy. The I. God, how was it for? I mean, I guess eight is a little bit younger. You're you know the cement isn't is still pretty wet. Uh, eight years old, it's, you know, so you get, you're, you're still malleable, you know? Yeah. But from Orlando, this humid, hot, <laughs> exotic, like a uh, tropical, yeah. play, like multicultural Dude, place like, <laughs> Victor, well, Montana. You know, it's funny because then I went, I went back to, to Pensacola and I lived there for a few years too. So I've been back Beautiful and forth, I love Pensacola. I love oh Pensacola. my God, yeah. But coming from Orlando to Montana, it's funny. Um, same thing, Montanans, um, you know, the 1% of the, the population at the time when I went up there was black. Like, they're, yeah. everybody's white. Everyone's yeah. white. And me, I came from Orlando. Like, it, it's a mixture of everyone. Right. It's the big melting pot down there. So it was funny when I came up. We went on a big trip, a school trip one time through California. And I remember all the girls who were white had never seen a black person. There was this, Jama- <laughs> this Jamaican man. And he. And that's the way their daddies oh, liked it. Oh, I Crazy! His, this Jamaican guy shows up and gets pictures of himself with all these girls, and they're like amazed and like fawning over him, like, "Oh my gosh, he's the most amazing!" And he's sitting there, like, "I don't know why they like me, but I'm I'm gonna yeah, take I'll... it." And I'm sitting there going, "I'm like, I, I don't get it. I do you have you never seen anything but white people?" It was really funny. Uh, yeah, it's so. it is very. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's still areas like that in Montana. It's so funny. Uh, I mean, I still go over there and do shows regularly, and yep. man, it's. Uh, I mean, it's it's developed a a ton, but. Oh man, you Missoula's, know, Missoula has gotten a lot more broad and right. It reminds yeah. me of Portland a little more now than it used to. Missoula and Bozeman. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, uh, Missoula, I don't know. I feel like Missoula went odd direction, you know, like at a certain point when I lived there, Missoula was very fun and yeah. there was like a lot going on and developing and like, you know, the, although I was younger and into nightlife and like party scene, and now I go back there and I feel like it's just like angry hippies, <laughs> and, you know, it's so true. They, they just don't want to have fun or go do it. They're just like mad about, I don't know. So, you know. Well, you got, you got your cowboys driving up to get some supplies and then you got your angry hippies. So yeah. It's, it's, very <laughs> it's such a weird mix. You know, it's such a strange dichotomy it's when so you go funny. to these places. I know, so I know. Well, I've never actually played live music in Missoula, which is surprising, but I don't think I've ever, well, that's not true. I've, I've, I've opened for like a local music artist, but I've never done anything on my own yeah. over there. So I've, my, my career kind of came to be over here in Spokane. Yeah. So. I, I think there's places where you'd probably excel pretty well, but I think that like, I don't do a ton of comedy in Missoula anymore because it is such a challenging market to get people out for like yeah. the, the, uh, cause the college had an extreme drop off in, um, like registration. Like there's yeah, way less people that, because I don't know, like 
I don't, I don't know when it was, probably early 2000s, some guy who worked for the college wrote a this like scandalous book about how um, basically the university was well aware of the rampant sexual assault by the football team on, on women. Oh, yeah, I remember and this. Yeah. yeah, so like the the enrollment went just went down by like something like 40%. I mean, it's just oh, yeah. crazy. So wild. Uh, Missoula and then everyone else, yeah, just kind of, these like angry hippies that don't want to go out and have fun, do anything. Um, but I think there's definitely places where you, you could excel. Yeah, there's, there's things to do over there. Um, I, 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 I'd probably go back over there and do some live performances, but honestly, I, I haven't been focusing so much on shows. So, yeah. you know, shows, shows are a secondary factor for me. I like to just produce things. And sure. Make things. So, yeah. so driving over for a show would be hard. I would do it if I was visiting my dad, but that I makes wouldn't, sense. I wouldn't go for a show. Sure. 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 So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Pay for the trip. Yeah. It's not bad. Not bad. <laughs> Although the drive's a, gr- a really great way to like just reflect on life. I mean, I know the drive. I've been through it. Oh yeah. You know, hundreds do of that times. So. Blindfolded. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> true. She did it high on mushrooms once. That was fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was an adventure. <laughs> I thought that was an adventure. <laughs> um, the that's just a joke, probation officer. <laughs> um, <laughs> just kidding. I don't have a probation officer anymore. Uh, the, um, the uh, so like what? Where where do you? If someone were to ask you, CB, where are you? Where are you from originally? Would you say? Would you say Montana? Would you say? Because I mean, yeah, you were born in Florida, but like your formative years sound like they were in Montana. Yeah. I think my heart's in Florida. Um, okay. I, I intend maybe to go back there again. I think part of it, Montana was a home where I grew up, but I also, there, there was a lot of heartache there too. And I think that for me, Montana was, um, yeah, it, it's where I grew up. It's where I learned everything I need. It, it gave me a lot of resilience in, in sure. um, Montana. And I also, I mean, I had good connections there, but Really, I when I drive back through, it feels like I'm living back through a memory. It doesn't feel like home anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, I would say Florida, even though I don't really have a location there anymore that's mine, uh, my heart is there yeah. in a lot of ways. And I think part of it, I mean, one of the culture, but two, I mean, I was born there. My family's from there. Yeah. There's something called me back to Florida. Plus, um, uh, I'm, I'm dating someone now who is also Floridian. Really. Well, well, so we sounds like two it. people up here that like in Spokane, we're like, we're both Florida babies. Like what? Ha-? So yeah. It's pretty cool. I, I went down and met his family down there and, um, it's just, it's such a, an awesome like feeling to think, you know, futuristically, both of us are getting called back to Florida. Yeah. So, um, and shout out to Joey Anderson, who is the man I am speaking of. So <laughs> that's great. I mean, yeah. that's, uh, it is exciting when you have someone who is, uh, also willing to move potentially, um, and to a play, you know, agreeable on the place. And, uh, yeah, I mean, people talk a lot of shit about Florida. I, really like a lot of Florida. I, I always say this, like I like a lot of Florida minus most of the people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, well, but the, the best stories come out of the best stories come out of Florida. Come on. This, this I actually tell the story on stage now, but this is a hundred percent true story. I was down in, uh, doing this comedy club in Naples, Florida. Mm-hmm. And this guy catches me after show and he's like, Hey man, you're really funny. He's like, what, what are you doing tomorrow? He's like, do you want to go on a fan boat ride in the Everglades and go gator hunting? And I'm like, fucking yeah, <laughs> yes. yes, absolutely. <laughs> I would say, I would never say no to that. Uh, <laughs> if that's not the most Florida thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, this is great. You yeah, know, yeah. and we go out there 
and we're having a great time. Like we're in the middle of the Everglades. There's no land anywhere to be seen. Literally, there's like alligators biting the boat. And we're just having a great time. And all of a sudden, this guy just stops and he looks at me and he's like, hey, y'all don't like the blacks, right? And I was just like, what? And like, I, I, I had to think about it like split seconds. I'm like, I'm on this guy's boat, like middle of the swamp. There's literally deadly reptiles surrounding the boat. Like, you just talk yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like, literally because of my like smartass brain, the only thing that came out of my head to like try and defuse it was like, well, I'm pretty sure OJ did it, but beyond that, I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a great response. Yeah. Job. He just kind of laughed and like we went on our day, and I'm like, ah, fuck, dude, this guy, <laughs> like. Uh, but it's just it's it's shit like that that happens. I wouldn't even know how to respond to that. Wow. Yeah, oh that's Lord. the kind of stuff that happens in Florida where yeah. you're like, these people seem really nice. You're like, oh, there it is. Yeah, there, there, there's the weirdness. Yeah, there's the racism. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> you know. Um, so, but I, but the but the the place is uh, magnificent. Yeah. I I do love. Uh, Florida, you know, we're, we're in the process of moving, uh, in the next couple months also. Oh yeah. Yeah. And we, uh, Florida was like, not on my list, but loosely like, I'd be like, Oh, play with the idea. Um, and, uh, she shot it down, oh, but, no. uh, <laughs> you're like, sorry, we're not going. Yeah. I'm like, that's okay. <laughs> I wasn't, it wasn't that sold on it, but I, I do enjoy, uh, every time I'm there. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta like. I don't know. For Florida for me is one of those places where it's really meant to be the place you go to be home by your like to be with mm, yourself. Like mm-hmm. I don't I don't for me if I go back I'm not going to go to Orlando. That's yeah. just not where I'm going to go. I would want to be someplace where it's like I've got like 40 acres of land yeah. and I'm just like in isolation down there and just enjoying yeah. my life. And um you know and 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 also being warm. I, I like to be warm. I'm a lizard. I don't like to be cold. And here I am in Spokane and I'm I'm sick of tired of being cold. You and me um, both. But honestly, I, I it's weird because between Montana and Florida and like even Washington, like it, I develop a lot of relationships with everyone everywhere. And I have a lot of families that are adopted. I mean, I've, yeah. I've connected to a lot of people. But I, I've never felt like I've found the place where I will live the rest of my life. So and I think Spokane has been the like the most steady place I've ever stayed. I've been here for so long. But um, for me, I think Florida will be that spot that I'm like, okay, I'm here. I'm, yeah. I'm good. And I, I literally, I want to live in a yurt. Like, hey, I, well. I want to buy a yurt. I want to, or make a yurt. I like Joey and I've been talking about this. I'm like, okay, we're going to have a yurt. We're going to have, we're going to have a cow and we're going to have some chickens. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I'm, and I'm currently working on him to let me get a donkey. I really okay. want a donkey. Okay. So. Well, bro action. <laughs> the, where, where would you go? I mean, you mentioned Pensacola, like Crestview, right by Pensacola. Yeah. It's like a lot of, there's I'd, wide open spaces and, you I know. would go back to, I would go back to Pensacola, but his family's near St. Augustine and mm. we've discussed going. I, I, Is that down by Jacksonville or um, St. Augustine? It's, it's a little bit more north. It's like two uh, hours north of um, Orlando, I think. Oh, uh, okay. I don't know. I had never been to St. Augustine um, before that. So mm-hmm. it, was, it was cool. I was just there in March, and it was nine degrees on the beach, and I was so upset. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, nine? Nine degrees. <laughs> I was in so Florida? Cool. No, wait. It was 29. Sorry. It was nine degrees. It was 29 when I went in March. 
and it was nine degrees like a decade ago when I was down there. Um, it was nine degrees in Pensacola that for like terrible. a day, and all the pipes broke, and it was hilarious. Wow, um, it sucked, but it was pretty funny. Twenty nine degrees in March. Though. Yeah, Florida doesn't know how to deal with that shit. N- yeah, it it's pretty traumatic. Like one drop of you know, or one snowflake drops and everyone crashes yeah. their car. It's like, I like the funniest thing I've ever seen was driving down the freeway and all these accidents happening. They shut down all the schools because it snowed for half a second. Right. Yeah. They just don't, they're not prepared. I know. They just I'm like, don't know. I love you Floridians, but chill. It's okay. You'll yeah. Be all right. I love the fact that they would like, you know, they're like, get it. They're like, it's a class five hurricane. Like, fuck gonna, it. I'm driving whatever. to work. <laughs> exactly. And then a little snow. They're like, Jesus Christ. Do you guys do this all year? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It's so uh, true. That's funny. The so, how long have you been in Spokane? Uh, so, I think when did I come over here? 2012 or 2013. Mm, so interesting. Yeah. So it's, it's from been, Montana or from Florida. From Florida, I went back to Montana for about six months, and then I came over here for a job. I work at uh, Providence uh, Sacred Heart Medical Center. Okay. I'm a nurse over there. So, um, oh yeah, I came back. I went to school down south, and and then I came over here and decided I was gonna work for a couple years and then yeah. I fell in love with some great friends and people and I started this is actually where music kicked off because I started working with Amplified Wax to record Okay, and yeah. then next thing I knew I was like well I'm here and I've got no family I got nobody <laughs> here but I'm stuck now so but it's it's been I, you know I'm very grateful for everything this is so funny time. I'm I'm this there's so much parody here because like uh, you opposite coast, but you grew up in Florida. I grew up in in, in California. <laughs> yep. We both ended up in Montana. Uh huh. Then we both ended up back and forth between Montana and California, quite or our Florida home and a bit. Yeah, yep. And then I left California again. Finally, was in Montana for a couple months, and then ended up in Spokane. <laughs> Uh, I've been here since it's like a parallel oh, universe. Oh nine. Um, yes, weird That's mul- really funny. Um, weird multiverse of madness. Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, how did you? So you got a job with uh, Providence. That's how you yep. ended up in Spokane. Yep. So and then, I mean, what was your? Had you been to Spokane before? Um, I mean, I'd driven through. We usually flew out. Like, if my parents wanted to go someplace across um, the U.S., we'd drive to Spokane and fly. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, because um, yeah. like Missoula is really expensive to fly out of. Right. But, I mean, I never really stopped in here and was like, "Oh, Spokane!" Like, yeah, it, Spokane was like the big city. Like, sure. We yeah. were like, "Oh my gosh!" Especially you know? from Victor. <laughs> from Victor, we're yeah. like, "Look at all this amazing stuff." Um, but no, I never really had stopped here to do anything. I mean. Yeah, th- so. that's so funny because we say that because when I was a kid and we when I when we first moved to Montana, the like down Reserve Street in Missoula, mm-hmm. anything <laughs> past Albertsons, nothing was there except for the Costco. Yes. So like, <laughs> not all that shopping shit. Yeah, all that stuff wasn't there. Yeah. So we, everyone I knew would get would load up and you'd get like a three families in mm-hmm. a van yes. and they'd all come to. Yes. Spokane to go sh- like school shopping uh-huh. and shit, or when the outlets were still in Post Falls, mm-hmm. um, and it was just such a weird. Like, it just seemed weird because you know in, in California, and Orlando, yep. you just fucking have there's everything everywhere. It's you like just you go, go down yeah. a block and there's everything you could want. You right, know? exactly. Uh, so, I mean, what was your first? impression of spokane when you got here how well, did you i have my car got broken into my there you go that's it there years. it is <laughs> Wait, welcome to spokane it yeah was, that's the mayor that was, they just go around whoever oh, first moves in. it was br- 
brutal. Like I had, I'd never had anybody steal anything from me before. Because wow. in Montana, you leave your doors on. Well, you used to live, leave your doors unlocked. Yeah. Like nobody cared. Nobody was going to steal anything. And then I got here and I had left like a box of my um, like photos from when I was a kid and like songs and stories I'd written when I was a child. And I was so excited to like move everything over and. Yeah, I w- woke up and went outside, and it had been taken, and I was oh like, <gasps> broke my heart. Crest it took me fallen. years. I know. I was, and I literally went, I hate Spokane. I'm leaving, and I never want to come back. And then I, um, I got a grip on myself. It took me about two weeks to chill, and uh, actually, um, I, I really started enjoying. Like Spokane is beautiful. Like there's yeah. so much to do over here. I love, I love the river. I love, um, the, you know, all the places to explore and the. Yeah, quote unquote wilderness out here. Sure. So I mean, I actually fell in love with the surrounding area, um, and so, but yeah, my very first impression of Spokane was like, "Ouch, okay, all right." That would have like somewhere out there, someone is like just rich off your songs. Know, they, they decided to become a musician. Like, I, like this is pretty good, and like you're like you're listening to Spotify one day, and like this song comes on, you're like, "What the fuck is that? Hold on, I wrote this song." What the fuck is this bullshit? Uh, well, hopefully they threw away all the stories I wrote when I was like nine or ten. Because that would be they're they're gonna be ending up on some weird fetish website. Yeah, they're gonna be like wow. like I wrote Too stuff. Late. I wrote about like like horses falling in love and all this stuff. So I'm sure. Yeah, I don't want to know what happened to those child stories, but uh, well, um, some meth head somewhere is enjoying them. I'm sure. You know, I got to jump on really quick because I used to. I went to Napa Valley uh, for school for a year, mm-hmm. so I was this. You know. Um, I went to California and I showed up um, from Montana. I had my my cowgirl hat on, cowgirl boots, my big old truck that I had to kick the door shut to to close. And I show up and all these girls are in these like cute little lime green bugs with their pink purses and everything like that. So that was the first experience of being like, I don't know if I belong here. (laughs) And so when I moved to Spokane, it was the same feeling of like, I am not prepared to live this life of like, making sure I have to lock my doors. Oh, yeah. Like, I was not ready for it. So it was, yeah, it was definitely a culture shock. Yeah, a little different. Yeah, but I I do, I I love it here for a lot of reasons. The people that I have met here are some of the most incredible human beings on earth. And I wouldn't have my music career if I hadn't come here. Yeah. And I I don't think I ever wrote a song about the guy that stole my, I should write a song about that guy. Yeah, yeah. Or person. I'm so mad. I don't know. (laughs) Assuming the gender. (laughs) Assuming the gender. Uh, <laughs> I was just thinking that, like the 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 whatever they identify yeah, as, <laughs> the, the they, the they. Um, yeah, Spokane is uh, it, it's a good place. I do enjoy. I will say, yeah. One of the things I've said a lot is that you can kind of go. I can go twenty minutes in any direction, and I can kind of kind of be out in the middle of nowhere almost you know you can kind yep. of be like out in yep. it and uh start to and come back and grab a beer afterwards. yeah yeah <laughs> exactly. you know the the river's nice summers are nice it it's summers are a little short uh i i agree short uh, not hot enough but uh uh you know winter's a little long but yeah i mean that's part of the reason i stayed too is the uh the people i met and the yep. thing you know that's there's a lot of community it's it's weird because you know, Spokane is the second biggest city in Washington state, but it still feels like a small 
town. You, you know everybody. It's kind of it's interesting yeah. how many people know somebody that you know, even right. for how big this place is. So, yeah. um, how big, quote unquote? But yeah, um, yeah, it's it's actually a really really cool experience to be able to, like I I met this person and they know this person. And that's their cousin. So yeah, it's nice. I really love that. Here. Yeah, that is it is it does feel homey. Um, yeah. and it's a great place to kind of launch what you're doing yeah. uh, because of that, because it's easy to get the word out because it's easy to kind of collectively, you make connections, right. Pull yeah. people together and stuff. Yeah. Um, also, I mean, I don't, I, you know, you haven't had your music career necessarily in other regions uh, living while you live there, but like when you do it in bigger areas too, there's this weird disingenuous nature from people. Like mm-hmm. when I did, comedy in california you know every everyone in cal even before i did comedy i always felt like everyone in la every conversation is like if, uh only done because someone wants something out of it yeah you know not just yeah. like hey what's up you know how you doing it's like what are you trying to get out of this from someone you know that's very interesting it's kind of what um my new song Crossroads is about my mm. next album is mm. kind of tied into that, okay. that, that whole, um, concept of like what someone can get out of you. Yeah. Um, so I'll actually credit, um, uh, my boyfriend, he, so he's been performing around Spokane a lot longer and much more than I do. In fact, I admire his, his ability to go out there and he'll play for three or four hours nonstop. Oh, wow. It's just amazing. Yeah. But, um, one of the things he had done, um, he had gone out, and was doing a house show, and everyone was like, do this, do that, you need to do that, and why aren't you doing this, sing this song? And he got um, kind of snippety and was like, he's like, uh, dance monkey, dance. Yeah. Like, why don't you just make <laughs> me dance? Like, And it was interesting, because I had started writing a song, gosh, I want to say back in 2012, 2013, uh, about that concept of, you know, feeling used and people don't realize like creative outlet and uh, musicians and artists and things like that they're not necessarily doing it just so that you can snap your fingers and tell us what to do yeah and how it kind of takes away from the health and the um the uh the passion of that person and so i actually used his line dance monkey dance in my song crossroads so um i noticed in spokane and i learned that a little bit pretty quickly i think that's why i pulled away from music for a while here in spokane because i was like i'm exhausted i just feel like i i can't do enough to please what everyone wants so i'm not a country singer and there's a lot of country out here. And yeah. people were like, well, you're going to have to do country if you want to become big. And I was like, well, I, I just don't have that. And then there was other things like, you're not upbeat enough or you're not this enough. And you're not like, you're not doing what you're supposed to do. Right. And I remember making, just feeling devastated because I was like, I, I didn't get into music to, to mold what you want me to become. Right. I, I did this because I have, I, my heart wants to share with you, um, my experiences, but also like reach to people. Like a lot of the music that I've written, my first album anyway, I would give to my patients because a lot of it was about that, that about overcoming pain. Yeah. And uh, so it was really interesting. I think something clicked with me though, where I started getting angry. I was like, I am so (laughs) sick and tired of you telling me I'm not enough. Um, And, and how it, it harmed my health, like my emotional, physical, spiritual, everything was just, I felt sick. And that's kind yeah. of what Crossroads became was like, well, you know, um, I'm out of Crossroads trying to figure out, do I pursue my passion at the risk of my health? Yeah. Or do I let that go at the risk of the other side of my health going? Sure. I, I've lost 
what I love to do. So, and that was a, a big wax and wane for me until Joey. It was funny. I had pulled out of music for a while. And then when I met Joey Anderson, um, it was funny. Uh, he was doing a concert series at Black Diamond. And uh, I was like, you know, I'm going to try to get back into the scene. And I went there and he <laughs> walked up to me afterwards and he sticks his finger in my face and he's like, why haven't you done the We Are The People music video yet? And I was like, who are you? <laughs> like, excuse me? <laughs> and it took me a second. And then I realized, I was like, I think I'm afraid. I'm afraid that if I do it, I have to go back into music. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to feel all that again. And uh, he's like, no excuses, just do it. And I did, like, literally, I don't know the impact he had on me, but I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to do it. And, like, three months, four months later, I had done my We Are The People music video. There you look at that. And it was so, and he was just such an amazing, He's he was such an amazing friend and inspiration. And so the fact that I actually get to be with him is just, like, there you just, go. Like, yeah. so exciting. It's kismet. It. It's the best. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's been, it's been an amazing journey that way. And then, um, yeah, when we started dating, um, we actually did a... Uh, our own little duo called Jovi and the Honeychuckle, Stevie, Joey, Jovi. Okay. And the Honeychuckle. <laughs> so, so we've been kind of mixing his country and my, you know, soul slash, you know, soft rock stuff like that, combining the for the a while. Two. Okay. So, yeah. So it's been it's been cool, but um, I I owe a lot of coming back into music and doing these things because he basically was like, get your butt up and stop. Yeah. Well, sometimes Don't be such you a need baby. That. Let's go. <laughs> sometimes you need someone to kind of get you in here. I did. I needed someone to be like, it's okay. Toughen up. Let's go. Well, how did the music come about? I mean, how did, what, what, and I, I don't mean this as a pejorative, but like what, took so long to get to this point as opposed to, you know, starting early. I mean, obviously you have a career and the, you know, the other yeah. career and stuff like that. Um, but like, um, you know what you started music here you said in Spokane so well, was there yeah i so i've been i have been singing on stage since i was 2 okay i've been writing songs since i was like 9 years old um i was on the first album that my mom put together with a bunch of kids um called heaven's harmony music and so i, I was on an album cut there and i wrote songs for the kids as well okay. when i was i think i was 12 at that time 12 or 13 and so i've been doing music for a really long time i did performances um i think i i sang live at oshkosh washington um during this big it's called the pathfinders um big big group where all the kids come out and we do music and all this stuff so i've i've been at a lot of events and i have sung live but what really happened when i came to spokane i was like okay um i got my heart broken and it just completely devastated me. I was here in Spokane, um, got my heart broken, and I was like, all right, well, I have nobody here. I have nothing. I have no family. I have no friends, and I have a job. So I was like, all right, this is my opportunity to do music. So I reached out to, to uh, Jimmy Hill with Amplified Wax when he was like this little hole in the wall yeah. <laughs> um, on Garland District. And I was like, hey... I'm a little nobody, but like, I'll be super easy. Like you won't, it won't be hard at all. Like I'll just come in, I'll play my piano, sing a song, easy peasy. Well, then he was like, well, why don't you try like amping it up a little? Like you, you can do more than this. And he introduced me to the wonderful world of like drums. <laughs> what? <laughs> we can add drums to this? And then he's like, uh, and how about cello? And I'm like, oh my God, cello. So like we started like building the stuff and then he's like, I have created a monster because yeah. now she won't now. stop. <laughs> he's like, oh my God, you can't bring in 40 people to one project. I'm like, watch me. Yeah, it's and about I, to happen. And I did. And I, he, he was the most amazing 
human being on this earth to tolerate <laughs> my like, well, I have like 50 people lined up outside. Let's go. Um, but so that kind of started it up. I, um, I ended up playing at the, the, the Bing Crosby theater. Um, I'm trying to remember if I reached out to them. I think Michael, who was the manager at the time, reached out to me mm-hmm. and then he's like, okay, so you need to go talk to the newspapers and do this and do your album release and all this stuff. So I did. And I got this big influx where I was getting shows and, uh, articles and all this stuff. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. And then I think I got scared because yeah. when I hit that peak for a moment in time, there was a lot of that, like, well, you're not doing enough kind of sure. like crossroads that, that whole thing. Well, if you just did this and just did that, the other part of it was that I poured my heart out to a point where I was like, I, I don't have, I, I, I don't know how I can sustain this because nothing's coming in. I'm just pouring. And so I, I think that's where I kind of like, I got lost in it. Then I dropped out for a little while, came back, started doing things again. And that's when I started doing shows again. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Plus, you know, r- recording costs money. So, like, my first album was $10,000. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, this next album, I don't even, I can't, I don't want to look about how much money <laughs> I probably could buy a house. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but it's been, it's, it's been. You buy a yurt. A, <laughs> I could buy a yurt. <laughs> the, uh... I could probably buy two yurts at this point. <laughs> so, um, it's just, it was kind of cool though, because I was able to build some stuff and build a lot of relationships with people. Mm-hmm. By the time I um, started coming back, sneaking back out again, I actually uh, went to a songwriters contest. And I was like, you know what? I did this We Are People, the We Are the People song. It's my biggest accomplishment, the most, the biggest thing on my books. And so I uh, entered the songwriting contest, which Joey actually was a, a judge on. I didn't know this at the time. And so then uh, I won second place. I was like, cool, I've done something. I'll come back <laughs> in yeah. a little while. <laughs> I think the biggest thing that brings me back out into music, and I have to credit like um, one of my best friends, Alyssa Bolt, who sings with me. She's been on my albums. A lot of these people, they understand my mind. It's a very colorful place in here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have to do a lot of interpreting of like, what the heck is she saying? Like when I say, can you burp the cello? And they're like, what does burp the cello mean? I'm like, just, just blah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. You know, so, that, that classical, you know, they so teach blah. you, to, you know, <laughs> classically trained burping the cello. Burping the cello. Oh, Sean Lamont. He's my cellist. And he's amazing. Um, but I think bringing me back out really stemmed from some amazing people. You have to have someone to fall back on. And me being the like, I'm kind of the soft Pisces. I'm emotional. I feel everything. You need people who are like, okay, get a grip. Yeah, just get. Pull yourself together <laughs> and go back out there. So like, I can tell you maybe four years ago, if you had invited me here, I would have been like, I'm not good enough and I can't, I'm too scared. And then yeah. you're going to ask me a question and I'm going to be like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> that, that's a real thing though. Like it, like imposter syndrome almost, yes, you yes, know, that, I've always felt like that. Yeah. That's, I mean, I think there's a, there's, I think that's an earmarker of someone who's uh, like got their head on good and probably will have some success because, you know, people who are like, I'm great. Let's fucking do this. You're like, I'm all bad. yeah. You know, I think you have to have some ability to be at least critical of what critical enough of what you're doing to know when it's when you're not doing it right. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah, and I think uh, I've been blessed with um, really good people who know how to to criticize or critique me and say, hey, like this is something you need to adapt. Yeah. And I, for some reason, I'm actually pretty good at that when it comes from people I love. Now, when it comes from people that are just mean, I'm like, oh, I'm the worst, the never more thing again, you know. Um, but I I think that having people in your life that's that understand your weird colors and the, the elements of you, but also can kind of funnel that energy a little bit. Yeah. And um, I will say, though, it, everyone's always told me, like, when you hit 30, your life is going to change dramatically. And I didn't believe that. I thought they were stupid. Um, <laughs> but honestly, like, it has. I, if, when I turned 30, I kind of had this moment of, like, I'm okay. Like, I can do this. Yeah. Like, I, I, I will never be the most talented musician. I will never be the most talented vocalist, but I can write songs. Yeah. And I can bring people together. And I know how to do that. And, like, if there's anything that God has given me to be able to do is connect with people and be like, yeah. I really want you to be a part of this and make it more. And I think because I don't really, like, hold on to my stuff. I'm like, this is mine. This is my music. <laughs> you cannot have it. Me, I'm like, hey, do what you want, and I'll tell you if I like it or not. Like, Right, it. yeah. So uh, it's been such a blessing to be able to to have those relationships in order to do the music I yeah. do. And so that's why Spokane has been amazing because these people. It has nothing to do with... Spokane location, right? Stuff, like you know? the yeah, the, this this it's not the city or the ground. It's the no. yeah, the people are definitely uh, yeah. Like I said, the reason I stayed here, so I yeah. get it. it. It it makes a difference. We so. found ourselves here in the same kind of place other people yeah. have found themselves, yeah. and we both want to leave now. Yeah, uh, no, so we're yeah. like, okay, well, <laughs> hey, it's been fun. Yeah, you had our time. <laughs> you know, I get it. It's good for a while. That and then you're like, listen, people, fuck off. You're great. I got it. I'm out. Uh, it's cold. It's like a breakup. It's like, yeah. it's been nice. It's not you. Yeah. It's me. <laughs> it's not you. It's me. I don't like you. Uh, so the, <laughs> the, uh, uh, so yeah, you, I mean, you're very busy now. Yes. Uh, you're all over the place doing stuff. Uh, you're filming music videos. You've got an album release coming out. Is that right? Yeah. So I'm hoping that this year, so September is when we go back to the studio again to okay. finalize the last two songs I want to put on the album. Um, but yeah, we'll have two music videos this summer. I'm really, which I'm really excited about. But yeah, th this album's kind of been five, four, five years in the making. Like, okay. just I've been doing a couple songs a year, and um, but then I met all these cool like musicians, and I'm like, let's go jam. Let's yeah, let's do, do it. Stuff. So <laughs> <laughs> now I'm like, let's blow all the money. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's easy, right? Like, let's, let's do it. Go for it. Yeah. The so the album by the end of the year. Is the plan? That's my plan. Um, the album will be Crossroads, just like the song. So. Okay, name of it, and you got a couple, uh, couple music videos and some songs out yeah. now. What uh, do you have a follow up? Are you planning on just staying hot and keeping keeping the momentum moving? So my plan, um, you know, so like my first album was Liars, and we went Crossroads. So uh, my my plan is to continue like diversifying the. the the kind of songs and styles I've performed. So like this album will have um, some rock, some like Enya song, sound songs. Mm -hmm. Like it's going to be a big variation of things. I want to just continue amping that up a little bit and try different styles. Um, so I will start working probably on the next album right away. Yeah. Um, but my bigger goal is I want to get the music out in a way that um, it can be distributed for film and distributed for TV series, um, mm -hmm. that that kind of style stuff. Because I honestly, I feel like my writing um, works really well for that kind of stuff. Um, and so, and then I'll start doing shows and, and 
putting on bigger concerts. Like in October, hang on, I think it's October 18th or 19th, I'll be playing at the Black Diamond. Okay. Um, so that will be where I bring in, I'll have Jovi and the Honey Chuckle, which is Joey and I. And then my friend Alyssa and I, we together are Crown Rational. Um because my name means crown and her means rational. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I actually started playing with this other um, blues group just to do some, you know, uh, uh, blues sound, different shows. I'm not sure where it'll go, where it'll take us. But So I'll probably bring all three of those up, but I really want to um, highlight kind of the diversity of my music. Okay. And so my hope is to just continue that. I don't intend on dropping back out. I don't think Joey will ever let me go yeah, back to that you're place. you're stuck now. And, you know, him being a musician, <laughs> he's like, we're going to keep going. Yeah. Like, you can do this. And, and actually for the last two years, no, almost three years, I've been pretty aggressive. That's good. And that's that's actually something I'm really proud of where I'm like, okay, I've I think I know what I want now. Whereas before it was kind of like, I'm just going to share my music. Yeah. And now yeah. I'm like, you're going to listen to my music. Okay? Right. <laughs> this is cool stuff. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. It's it's nice when you feel all those pieces of it coming together because yeah. like you can be creative, you can be good at your art, which a lot of people are, but then they're, they're really shitty at marketing it or mm-hmm. like finding a way to get it to people in the, or feeling like, like that part of the business is like gross and like, yeah, I get it. It's not always fun, but also if you want, to do your art, you kind of have to play some of those games. Yep, you do. You know? Um, so it's nice when you can feel like, all right, I'm, I'm doing it. I feel comfortable. Uh, like I'm going to, you know, yeah. promote it. I'm going to do all these aspects of it. And you can feel the return yeah. coming back. And it becomes, it becomes easier. You got to have that like long-term vision because, you know, we all, I'm sure you know a lot of people who do music. I know a lot of people who do comedy who do it kind of, and if you ask them, they would tell you, I would love to do music for a living. Yeah. But they don't do a lot to do music for a living, yeah. you know, and it's it's just incremental, you know, it's like, it's just a little bit of a climb. It can take in, you know, years. So that's why a, a big part of me prioritizes um, studio over shows. Mm. Um, I prioritize like that's why I want to make music videos. And th- I've got one music video. No, two music videos from Shovel and We Are the People. And I mean, uh, for for me, it's like I want to create something that's longer lasting than a show. Yeah. And that's why I'm not. People are like, well, when are you performing next? And I'm like, I don't know. I, it's it's I have two shows I think this month. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's 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 not as important. I'd rather do a bigger. Bigger show, less often, but have a lot of things for you guys to like listen to again and again. Yeah. And that matters to me. I love the creation process is my favorite more than just performing. Like, yeah. Um, I've, I've, after shows, I'm usually like, oh, I'm so tired. I, can't. <laughs> I don't even know who I am anymore. But, um, and there's a lot of anxiety built up to a show just because I want to do a good job. But when I'm in the studio, I'm just like, all right, you know, it, you start with like this bare bones and I can see something at the end with this, the, the flesh of music on it. And it's just the best experience to be able to, to take that away. Yeah. From it. So that's my intention is all of my work, all of my money, all of my drive will be into getting cuts out. Whether, I mean, once I'm done with this music or once I'm done with this crossroads album, I intend to go to the next one. I have no idea what it'll be, but uh, it'll happen. Yeah, maybe rap. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> maybe. Let's. What's what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. Well, let's take a listen to uh, one of your songs. I think we're gonna play "We Are the People." Is that the one we're gonna? Yeah, have? that's uh, that's definitely my pride and joy. I will always. Uh, gosh, we had so many people on that project. So All I think right. it's a great one. I'm gonna key that up and let's uh, 
Let's take a listen. And this is out now. This was on from your last album. It'll be on this album, actually, but it was a single. Oh, got it. Yeah. Okay, so this is out now, people. You can find it. And here, let's take a listen. Oh, okay. May I get to sing it? <laughs> it's like, instead of just playing, it's like, no, you have to download this now, too. Oh, no. Uh, that's okay. Uh, as well, long as there's no viruses. No, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> sure the, <laughs> no, I just bring viruses home from work. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Why is this playing through my computer, though? It sounds like it's drowning. Yeah, one second. I can tell you that we had Gonzaga Choir on that, too. So the Gonzaga Ensemble Big Bing Theory was on that, too. What is that? The Gonzaga uh, Big Bing Theory actually is on this cut, too. What? Why is it not playing through? It's so sad. Oh, no. Oh, no. Man, I tested this before you came over to it. Now it's... Uh... Did you test it like a COVID test? <laughs> I know, right? Like, like yeah. 50% possible. Where? <laughs> Are you plugged in? You don't look like Let's this. see. Oh, I hear something. Oh, there we go. There it is. Misconception. All right. Let's start this over. Okay, everyone. We're going to start the whole episode over. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, God damn. So this is hell. Here we go. Yeah. 
Ah, there it is. We are the people. Uh, it's going to be on the album Crossroads. You should see that by the end of the year. Uh, and where are people going to be able to get the album, Stevie? Is that is it going to be it's digital, gonna, hard copies? It's going to be digital okay. everywhere. So I'll have it all on all the special sites. Yeah. Spotify, Amazon, you name it. So That is a... Uh, amazing song, first of all. Congratulations! Thank I you. Uh, very inspiring. Very, uh, and I don't think you give yourself enough credit. You said you're not, a, you know, you may not have the best vocals. I think you're fucking pretty amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> the who writes the music? Do you write that music? I write it the produce, music. arrange the the, the yes. instruments and all that. So uh, it's kind of a variety of it. So I write and produce. My producer Jimmy Hill uh-huh. does a lot of the production stuff. I bring in all the um, musicians and vocalists. And my my goal is always letting people have some um, creative influence. Sure, sure. We, like just have fun. And a lot of that. I mean, most of the the biggest successes I've had in life is letting people just yeah throw their their colors into the the song. So that whole thing, the whole the whole song was written by me. And when you hear it bare bones, it's like, it feels so weird. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just missing so much. But um, yeah, the, the song, the, the structure of it, but the, you know, all the instrumentalists, uh, my cellist, uh, Sean Lamont from Spokane Symphony, he came in and just layered yeah. all that stuff in there. Um, the, uh, the Gonzaga Choir, uh, the Big Bing Theory came in, did all that. Alyssa um, and Andre that you hear at the end, like really blasting those vocals out. So each person in there has wow. contributed some creative element to it. Um, but structurally, you yeah. know, that's, that's my song. That's one of the most impressive things to me when I hear music is like, you know, being able to sing is such like a latent talent and, you know, obviously it can be fostered too, but like, it's amazing. And like, you know, being able to play a guitar or, you know, the keyboard or the piano, whatever, any, any instrument. But with that, when you're like, hearing this whole song that someone was like okay and if we had in like those puzzle pieces that mm-hmm. like just you know i don't even have that puzzle let alone no would know how to put it together <laughs> you know it's just very impressive so well it's really cool because i have i always tell people i'm like there's an entire universe in my head that's con- there's a lot of noise in here and i hear all this stuff but i just i don't play all these instruments yeah so it's really cool to have people come in and, and put their own flair in it and things that i would you know things that i would never think of or things that i have think thought of they'll just play it and i'm like yeah oh, I love that's you. great i love you guys so it's really it's just uh, we are the people the coolest thing about it is that literally i brought i think we had about 35 people on that wow. project that's... and like singers and instrumentalists and all that stuff and just to watch it like actually be it's gonna make me like emotional but oh. we are the people <laughs> like we are together i mean there was just that was such a an amazing moment we had you know dre davis on drums he was the like the best drummer yeah. He's the best drummer I know, but like at that time, he taught me so much about like the emphasis of that too. And I was just yeah, like, the drums are very impressive. They're badass in that song. Uh, that's uh, yeah, the, it's it's yeah, like you said, the universe in your I yeah, I also have a universe in my head for my uh, for comedy. It's mostly just dick jokes and me calling my mom a cunt though. Uh, it's a little different, not quite as impressive on you know in audio form, uh, but uh, there's an audience. Um, <laughs> <laughs> different audience there's a venn diagram there's probably some crossover i'm not saying there's no crossover stevie just uh the <laughs> well i always tell people you know i've been on stage and i'm like playing the piano and i'm like you know i am a nurse i put in a lot of suppositories so these fingers have seen some really dark Very places nimble. <laughs> uh yeah yeah they... 
<laughs> this is easy compared to what they usually do. They're happy. They'll dance all day on these fucking ivories compared to what they usually got to do. Uh, <laughs> um, well, that's that's great. I love I love that track. Uh, very very impressive. Did we want to play a snippet of one of these other ones? Yeah, I gave you a, a shortcut of um, of Crossroads the album, and then the song that we did uh, the music the second music video for the bottom, which has um, a bunch of local kids coming in and dancing. Like just such an amazing. Let's see. This like, is wow. Crossroads and the bottom promo. Yep. We'll yeah, you can hear both of them. Play. It's just okay. a quick little I think, snippet. Uh, don't mess it up this time. I know, right? I think I've done this show before. <laughs> uh. So <laughs> All right, and look for those again on Crossroads. Uh, digital album available everywhere, uh, hopefully by the end of the year. Yeah. Um, Stevie, tell people where they can find you, follow you uh, for upcoming shows, events, details on what's music coming out, etc. Yeah, you can go to my website, StevieLynnSings.com. Uh, I'm on Facebook, Stevie Lynn, um, music artist, and then I'm also on Instagram, Stevie Lynn. It's L-Y-N-N-E. Um, everybody forgets the E. Don't forget <laughs> the E. I have to emphasize the E. So, um, yeah, those are my primary sites. Um, I, I joined Twitter again, but I've only posted one thing. Yeah. And I, I was like, hi, how's it going? <laughs> that was it. So I wouldn't follow me there. I don't really do anything on that. But, um, yeah, if you if you want to see shows, um, definitely on Facebook. And uh, go to my YouTube channel for the whole first album and any of my new singles if you guys want to hear them. I'd, I'd love. And watch the music videos for We Are The People and Shovel. All right. Yeah. Um, well, Thank you for being here. We're going to play uh, when once we get out of here, we're going to leave another song, leave you guys with another song that you can listen to. It's called Huntress. Uh, so stick around for that, guys. Uh, but as for us, we're going to get out of here for the day. Stevie, thanks for being here. I appreciate you, so you doing much. this. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, let's uh, do once the album comes out, let's have you back and we'll do it again. Talk about it and listen to more of the album. How about that? Heck yeah, I love it. All right. Uh, well, guys, again, uh, thank you all for being here. Uh, go to dececomedy.com. Check out everything going on. Again, there's Dave uh, through the end of the year up there. I'm probably going to be somewhere near you if you live in this country or out of this country. I've got some shows internationally. So uh, check it out. Uh, go to DeeseComedy.com. Uh, Pullman tonight, Drink and Debate tomorrow at the Black Diamond. There's still some tickets for that. So get those um, and make sure you follow Stevie and uh, keep an eye out for her new album. Uh, all right. Thanks again, Stevie. Thank and, you, guys. Uh, for Have the, a great one. For the social I've been Dees and for Stevie Lynn, thanks. And we will see you all next week. Woke up this morning, I realized it's time You may be my enemy, but I'm a swordsmith with a rhyme 
Your head down and your eyes. 